Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Welcome to the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to this one, mainly because it's related to watches, but only loosely. And I think I'm going to learn a lot on this one. I'm happy to introduce my good friend here. Uh, we're actually going to call him Starbucks because he wants to remain anonymous. And he's from Sri Lanka. And he's sixth generation with his family to be dealing in the sapphire industry. Welcome to the show, Starbucks. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. Whoa, genuine. <laughs> <laughs> A bit nervous to be honest. Right. No, no, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm going to go straight into that because like, we've got a lot to cover. But Dan, uh, you know I that said... Sri Lanka's not India, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think you need to know that. Yeah, you think he's India. Daniel, is, Daniel has been to Sri Lanka before. Has he? I have. Yeah. I have. He stayed at the Kingsbury. Yeah, okay. Don't give it all away. Right. I was uh, I was there for a wedding and uh, I got to see... It's a very beautiful country. Um, I've never been to somewhere like that, to be honest. Unfortunately, I didn't know you, Starbucks, before that. Um, but yeah, it is a beautiful country and hopefully we learn more about it during this podcast. Mm. Um, yes. But as mentioned, you know, you are very much within the sapphire industry and i want to start this podcast from base zero because i'm sure a lot of our audience aren't too familiar with sapphires and mm -hmm. certainly long long isn't yeah. you know so i'd like to start off with this must sound such a stupid question for you but what's the uh -huh. difference between sapphires and let's say diamonds because diamonds are something that everybody seems to know Right. So um, there are two different kinds of minerals, but uh, we categorize diamonds and sapphires into one a main category, and we call it precious gemstones, right? So there are different varieties that fall under precious gemstones. That's it. That includes diamonds, uh, sapphires, uh, emeralds. So what differentiates diamonds and sapphires in general uh, is the hardness of diamonds being 10 and sapphires being 9. However, the mineral composition that you find in sapphires and diamonds are entirely different. It's like, you know, the, the sun and the moon, or, you know. So, so there are two very, very different products. However, in the industry, you categorize them under one big, you know, umbrella and you call it as a precious gemstone. So in terms of value, um, depending on quality, there can be sapphires that uh, could be, you know, more expensive than diamonds. And of course, in general, diamonds are generally more expensive than sapphires. Um, on the other hand, another thing that I'd like to mention is uh, supply or diamonds being you know of in in abundance of supply where sapphires are a much more limited product that you can find 
and uh, that that's not only limited to like sapphires but in general colored gemstones are you know very very limited in supply and found very seldom compared to that of diamonds where diamonds are actually quite you know in abundance except except for colored diamonds like you know the pink ones the blue ones etc even before i mean i'm looking at dan's questions right and dan you think your questions are really basic but my knowledge of sapphire is even lower than what you've written here so when you say sapphires like what like what colors are they is there only one type like blue or it's like red blue everything okay okay so i'll go a bit specific into sapphires uh, for this question um because the first question was you know to just to differentiate diamonds and sapphires so when you talk about sapphires and to answer your question of you know whether it being only blue well um sapphires are generally well the most produced color in sapphires uh, it's it's blue so which is why you know when you think of a sapphire you associate associate it with blue because also because it's the most marketed color in sapphire mm. and uh, so most of the sapphires that you find uh, you know when you mine they can come out as blue or they can also come out in other colors but um, when you treat it, there are chances of, you know, it turning out to be blue because it almost, a lot of the sapphires have uh, blue elements in it, mm. although being another, but there are some other colors that I'd like to mention, um, blue, uh, pink, yellow, uh, purple, um, uh, green, uh, white. So these are some of the other colors that you find in sapphires, while blue is the most produced. So sapphires being, although sapphires are rare in general, Mm -hmm. uh, blue is the most produced one and then like the more rare colors that you find in sapphires are pink uh, and purple etc so again red yeah red we call it a ruby right yeah. so ruby yeah. and sapphire they both fall under the same family what we call as a corundum family so under the corundum family you get rubies and sapphires generally you can actually well you can't call it a red sapphire because the chromium content which uh, where you know you see the depth of color in a ruby is much higher because it has a higher chromium content than that you could find in sapphire but in terms of hardness and other mineral compositions it's like pretty much the same so yeah so it again is a kind of sapphire if you if you have to put it in other words because it falls under the same you know umbrella okay and then when you keep saying you treat the sapphire what do you mean by treating it? Are you heating it up or are you adding color into it? Right. So if we're talking about treating, right? Mm. So the most globally accepted treatment is the heating treatment where you, uh, by a way of heating, you enhance the color elements inside the stone. So we we like to call this a natural way of treating a sapphire. So all that the heat does is a sapphire can withstand up to, I think, a thousand. Uh, I can't remember the metric, whatever. So anyway, so there's a melting point. So the higher you heat it, the, the more the enhancement could be. But you don't necessarily have to... You know heat it to a very high level so what you do is what you do is right 
you put the sapphire into sort of like an oven mm. and then you leave it for a couple of hours uh, or even a couple of days or sometimes at in some cases a couple of months mm. um and then that the heat that generates in that oven just enhances the color elements that you find inside the stone so basically it would enhance and the color is reflected throughout the stone mm. so that's the accepted treatment while there are other treatments that you find in sapphires where they artificially inject color uh, and also there's another way where they artificially inject like glass filling where mm. basically the surface is natural mm. but you know anything inside is very yeah artificial so that's another treatment that you find and um, which is why when you do buy sapphires well big sizes especially like anything over a carat or two it's best that you take a certificate to prove you know the authenticity or you know if it's treated or not treated or what kind of treatment etc mm. okay i want to go back to your diamond answer where mm. i think in my prequel well even in this answer you talked about the mineral content being different from sapphires i'd like to know what is the difference in the mineral content and I'd also like to know, you said that the uh, sapphires are more scarce than um, diamonds, but diamonds are more expensive. Is that because, just because the market for diamonds is so much stronger or is that due to other reasons? Why is it that like that? The market and also marketing and, uh, you know, how... People just went, you know, diamonds are forever. And then that's how it ended up, you know, being like engagement ring stuff and, you know, all of that. And also I am guessing because diamonds are quite sparkly, then, you know, it's very sparkly compared to most of the other colored gemstones out there. But if you say in terms of whether, I mean, whether it being expensive, it's mainly to do with the marketing uh and yeah it's also so marketing led to a big market so that's kind of how uh, diamonds are you know quite uh you know valuable but if you go to the history of diamonds they were still popular back in the day amongst royalty if they found anything of big sizes because you know of the sparkliness and everything so they were still like a precious gemstone back in the day but if you're looking at the market right now, it's a lot to do with the uh, marketing, etc. Okay. And the the mineral content. Oh, mineral content. Uh, so diamonds are basically like made of uh, carbon, uh, where you know carbon under pressure in the ground. So that's how diamonds are formed. While sapphires are more contents. I don't know, like um, bits of uh, you know mineral like so like water but not necessarily water but it's a different uh, type of sort water. of uh, yeah type type <laughs> or something yeah <laughs> something like that people are gonna be like dude is this guy really in the industry has he an act <laughs> yeah they're gonna say this guy is uh called starbucks is he real for real <laughs> it is very 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 real but um man i've never spoken spoken of the mineral content in sapphires let me okay. see no googling yeah no 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 googling but i remember there was like chromium that's for color 
Yeah. So, and then I remember there was iron because iron is important for when it comes to heating because mm-hmm. that's what improves uh, the color content in it. And so, yeah, like aluminium oxide, titanium. So, yeah, those okay. are like the mineral that you find in sapphires. Just last question. I didn't... Before you jump in, um, because we we were talking about like wedding rings and so on. Like, has there been a trend at all in the past five to 10 years where people might eventually move into like sapphire rings? Yes, there has been a, a growing trend in people going for colored gemstones as their engagement or, you know, engagement rings mainly because um, a lot of this had to do with the... Uh, the Prince William's wedding, I think in 2012, yeah. I guess, Kate Middleton. So yeah, that where Diana's ring passed down to uh, Kate Middleton. So this had a lot to do with um, Sapphire's being, you know, backing the business of uh, engagement oh. rings, etc. Okay. And also Princess Eugenie, I think, also got a colored stone and also mm-hmm. Megan also got, uh, I she got an aquamarine, uh, one of from uh, Diana's collections. That don't really care about Megan. Really? Well, (laughs) so do you think they're happy (laughs) with the ring? (laughs) They they are, yes. (laughs) I'm sure William is. (laughs) Right. I want to move on. I want to ask, where do sapphires come from? Right. Um... There are a few, well, there are a lot of countries that produce sapphires, right? But the popular countries for sapphires are Sri Lanka, Burma, um, Madagascar. These are the three most popular, but in terms of value, the most valuable one um, was Kashmir, mm. uh, followed by, and then there's Burma, Sri Lanka, and Madagascar. However, Sapphires are also found in uh, other countries, in rest of, you know, a lot of countries in Africa, uh, including like Nigeria, Ethiopia, I can name like many. And then there's also Australia, which has sapphires, the US has, and even China has uh, sapphires, mm-hmm. uh, Afghanistan. A lot of these countries do produce, but they don't produce gem quality sapphires. So the gem quality sapphires are produced more mainly in Sri Lanka, Madagascar, Burma. Okay, so that goes on to my next question. Well, how can you tell a quality sapphire between a not so great sapphire? Uh, color, mainly, naturally, the color that it produces. Because a lot of the colors that you find in Australia, the US, China, um, they are very blue. They have a mix of yellow, uh, sometimes a mix of green, where they're not really like the proper royal blue or the cornflower blue, the industry popular colors that you find. You don't find those colors in um, other places. You only find them in countries like Burma, Sri Lanka, and Madagascar, mainly. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so even then, yeah, you also said, What's the difference between like a Kashmir sapphire, which you said like right at the top, and a Sri Lankan one then? Right. So the Kashmir, which is right on the top, is because A scarce, because um there hasn't been much mining going on there. 
I think the last that they mined was um, where they went into like large scale mining was back in like the late 1800s. And then after that, they went into like, they did have a little bit of production after that, but still very scarce. And some of the good stuff that came out from Kashmir had a very beautiful, like vibrant color that you don't find that often, you know, in Sri Lankan or Burmese stuff. Even Burmese sapphires do have like a nice, beautiful, vibrant color uh, that you don't always find in Sri Lankan ones. So the Sri Lankan sapphires are, again, also very pretty. Um, but not as vibrant than uh, vibrant compared to that of uh, Burma or, you know, the ones from Kashmir. Because the good stuff you find from Kashmir and Burma are slightly more different to the ones that you find in Sri Lanka. Okay. And so carrying on along that vein, um, you said that sapphires don't have to be blue. It's just that blue is the most common color. But yeah. which is... So is that, does that mean that, well, which color sapphire is the most sought after, is the most like, yeah, desirable? Is it still blue or is it some of these rare colors? It is still blue. It is still blue because blue is the one that's, you know, in demand a lot. And so the most desirable color in sapphires is blue and if i have to be more specific like what we call in industry terms uh, royal blue which has a bit of a, a darker tone of blue uh, more of like a navy-ish kind of blue so that's the most popular kind of uh, i mean popular tone of blue again that you know um has uh it also depends on the market because um some it also depends on what you like because there are times when you would like something lighter in color uh, of lighter blue maybe much more sparklier so it also depends on uh, market but then if you have if i have to answer what's the most sought after then yeah the royal the darker royal blue kind of color Whoa. how many carrots is that sorry like this... showing them to the camera this is 5.2 so this is oh. more like the color that i'm talking about it's so cool yeah yeah it's yeah. so pretty it almost looks like it's pretty <laughs> right so okay so that 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 royal blue 5.02 carat sapphire mm -hmm. how much is that right so this is a heated one right so okay. this is not so this is a treated i mean heated one right so this is this is about in us like eight thousand us okay. yeah that's pretty affordable so yeah it is. <laughs> no but i honestly yeah i was like oh it should be like 80 to one hundred thousand. yeah so i was gonna ask if a brand uh, sold mm -hmm. how much would it be if a brand sold this, oh yeah. man, you're talking like at least 10 fours of this. What? Oh, well, sorry. At ten least times. 10, at least. That's just terrible. All right. So, so can yeah. I ask why people contact you to order from you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask like, is there much reason to go to a brand for some of these gemstones? 
the service, uh, trust. Free drinks. These are a few things. Yeah, free drinks. Free, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, water, coffee, <laughs> a nice looking fapiao and a nice yeah. looking bag that you can, yeah. you know, go around uh, the mall in. Yeah, yeah. A little bag you can okay. reuse so, lots of times. Like, basically, everything yeah. that Long Long likes. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. More and more. <laughs> but if anyone wants to then? buy Starbucks, uh, his products, um, yeah, you gotta order through us. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, you said about eight k USD, right? So you're yeah. talking about at least 10 times, 80K. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you've made a markup on the 8K already, haven't you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what do you mean, no, no, no? Not so much. Just, you know, just too bit, tight. Yeah, just enough to cover this Zoom call, you know? No, I, what I find funny, right, is that he may say the brand makes like 10 times markup at least, but he might have made 15. Right? Or less. So it also has to do with clarity again, price, right? So this is an um, eight carat, right? Which is also Looks heated, good. right? Um, so this is a lot more sparklier, it's bigger. I mean, and also cleaner so the so this is a bit more expensive than a five carat the jump is a lot higher because mm -hmm. in when it comes to sapphires the, the cleaner it gets mm -hmm. the higher it is uh, in price but that's the case with a lot of other gemstones however if you take it as a percentage like just because it was 10 percent cleaner doesn't make it 10 percent more expensive but maybe like 50 60 percent more expensive okay, okay. So in diamonds, they talk about the four C's. When yeah. you assess like sapphires, like what are you looking at? Well, you can also apply the four C's uh, in sapphires. So again, color, uh, clarity, uh, carrot, and cut. So these can be applied to sapphires as well. However, which, the, one of the... Go on. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, so one of the differences, again, when it comes to uh, sapphires and diamonds is that color plays a very, very big role in, in sapphires. And you can't necessarily like take like something extremely flawless in sapphire, but you can go with something extremely flawless in diamonds because sapphires... Mm -hmm. What you get is what you get, you know, from, from Mother Earth is not very friendly at times. So what you what she produces is what you, you know, have to deal with. So it's not always that you can find something super clean. But yeah, when it comes to the four C's, again, uh, color plays a big role, followed by uh, clarity. And then comes uh, carrot, the weight, uh, and then comes the cutting. Ah, uh, Okay. So, and so, again, you know, most of the diamonds are cut through machine where the machine detects the diamond as to how which has to be cut and uh, how it uh, how it would turn out, etc. And optimize the raw material, you know, to the, the maximum. However, sapphires cannot be done like that. Sapphires are generally, you know, cut by some 
bold professional guy who just um who has just you know years of experience um yeah so it's all done by hand because you, you can't really like do it through machine or machine can't you know produce or detect what's the best cut of you know for a sapphire because because when you take a, a raw material right you don't know where the color element is uh, you can only see with your naked eyes or you know where the color element is so if you shave off the color element of the stone the stone just becomes white so you have to be very careful with you know how you do your cutting and uh, you know how to make use of you know the the raw material to to its most yeah okay mm. so so you're saying color is most important so if i was to buy i need to look at color first then clarity right and then yes. the size of it and then yes but cuts very personal isn't it um it is it is very personal like there are times when there's a cut that you prefer right so the most popular cuts that you find in sapphires are generally uh, the the oval shape and the cushion shape so these are the two most popular cuts that you find in sapphires and is there a reason for that these are two cuts where you can use the raw material to you know its maximum and these are two cuts where the wastage that you know of the raw material is not much and also these two cuts do actually look very pretty for a sapphire while there are other cuts like you know the the round ones the the the, the cut the, the the round where you know you can you see that in the diamonds so so that has a lot of wastage and the emerald cuts where you have sharp edges these cuts also have like a lot of wastage so it's it's actually a waste to like shave off good pieces of the stone when you can actually make you know optimum use of it so which is why you would go for like oval and cushion just to make maximum use of it which is good for the stone you know so there yeah, that's why i have a really stupid question but it's also really valid so okay okay that's no, it's probably just a stupid First question part, no cuz i was thinking <laughs> about like you know when you get a piece of salmon that comes in like mm. let's say you're at this place and no 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 but they're like cutting off like trying to make a really like trying to shave off the sides whatever oh, and then you see them like push the thing yeah to the whatever into the ground or something like into the rubbish bin right yeah. so the first part of the question is when you get that piece of sapphire what's the original mm -hmm. shape and then the second part is you know you're like cutting the sapphire and then all or like shaving it then where's the leftover parts like what do you do with it okay <clears throat> um the shape that it originally comes from depends on where it comes from so sapphires if they are found in river beds then these look more of more like marbles more rounder you know curvier but uh, that's to do with you know the water flow and thus the raw material is formed as such while the ones that you find in you know beneath the earth or you know in like down a mountain etc these would look more like rocks mm. uh, more you know like could be more like even triangular sometimes just very sharp and just very rock like 
while um, <laughs> yeah so that's the main yeah those are the two main the one, yeah and what about <laughs> the ones in your house <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> this is so oh, <laughs> all right <laughs> sorry oh this this no that's okay the second part of that question what was the second part again? Oh, the the the, yeah, the, the, the shapes, leftovers. right? Yeah. yeah, the leftovers, the leftovers. Yeah. Okay. Um. So when you shave, uh, like when you cut, and then there's like a, if there's a usable piece of leftover, mm -hmm. then you cut it into something else. I mean, you cut it into like a, a very tiny piece of sapphire, or uh, usually it goes as dust when you uh, shave to make okay. the shape. It goes right. as dust, so you can't really use it after yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we talked like very briefly about brands and their markups, right? But mm -hmm. how do brands operate in the gemstone industry within, let's say, Sri Lanka? Do they actually have their own company there, or how do they source? So they sourcing direct, or yeah, how does it work? No, so um, they usually the brands they source through certain companies uh, that they work with in 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 Sri Lanka and you know other parts of the world where sapphires come from. So these companies uh, they are responsible in sourcing uh, from the mines or from dealers, uh, and then they do the cutting. Uh, they recut or cut the stones in a way that the brands would like. So generally, none of, the, none of these brands are based in, in uh, these sourcing countries, but these brands buy from, you know, uh, certain companies in these uh, sourcing countries. Mm. Okay. So out of all the, like, brands that you know, that we know, like Highwinds, mm -hmm. uh, Van Cleef, uh, um, I don't know if the beers do it, but, like, all these like Tiffany, all these people, these jewelers. Which place do you think actually think you think? Oh, do you know what? They're actually most fair. The quality of their gemstones is like, you know, fair for what you pay. Which one do you think it is, or do you think none of them? Oh, oh fair. <laughs> oh, that's not. I I'd rather not answer that. Yeah, I'd rather not. Think, yeah, I don't think he should answer that i don't right. think i can yeah because you you see because that um i'd be very biased because i speak of like on a you know in a wholesaler point of view right so if i am the source and i sell at a wholesale price and um because i sell at a wholesale price because i move quantity mm. right but the brand, on the other hand, they buy. And then the reason why they have, like, you know, they mark up as such is because they have to hold the product and then add value, like, um, you know, make it into a piece of jewelry. And then they have showroom staff, marketing, blah, 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 all of that. So, so there's the reason why they would mark up as such. While me, on the other hand, I have none of those, you know, expenses. While I just move quantity, and of course, you know, at a very small margin, I just move quantity. So the moment, so just because I see like a, a brand selling something that I had 
for like, you know, over 10, 20 times the price doesn't mean I can score like even two times of what I'm selling, you know, because that would be very unfair again, because there's always like a market okay. rate. So, so would you say that. your family mainly does in wholesale then, right? We do wholesale mainly. Okay. So, but you know, you're at that position where you can sort a mate out, can't you? <laughs> you can sort Sorry, of you're in that yeah, position yeah. where you can sort a friend out all the time, can't you? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need this though, yeah, and it's right. like, I don't know, 20 times cheaper, 15 times cheaper than like when they go to a brand, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, okay, from the scraps, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, keep long, long the scraps. Give him a bag yeah. of dust. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna ask you another thing it's like related to watches now. So mm -hmm. when we hear like sapphire crystal on a watch, mm -hmm. you know, the glass being sapphire crystal, has that yeah. got anything to do with the sapphire we make? No. Okay, so why is it called sapphire crystal then? Um good question. You don't know? Uh, not enough to answer. Because I know for sure it has nothing to do with sapphires. Dan, can you be more specific? Are you talking about a certain watch? Is he frozen? <laughs> no, no. I thought he was concentrating, but he's frozen. Mm. Okay, at least he looks normal. Usually he's frozen in a really bad position. Is Daniel frozen? Oh yeah, he is. I just just go can't pass him. <laughs> this is normal. Just ignore. Since uh it's like his intent let me send this to him. <sighs> All right, I'll just oh, calm yeah. down. Dude, it's too funny. I'm I'm worried that people will um won't understand I'm joking. <laughs> no, take it so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? His internet always sucks shit. Where are you now? Shanghai. Oh yeah, see your internet's fine. So it's just his internet. Yeah. Surprisingly, he's not. Yeah, he doesn't live like, that far. Are you stealing other people's Wi-Fi? Like, what's happening? <laughs> <It always laughs> happens. <laughs> Why don't you come to Hong Kong? You haven't come in ages, right? But there's no reason. Yeah, I, 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 I am coming in June. I'll be there in June, around June. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what are you coming for? The trade thing. Yeah, um, just to meet some clients. I'll be bringing some stuff forward. Okay. Yeah. Do you, uh, like, just hand carry a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay, we're back recording, right? Yeah, you know you were frozen, right? Yeah. Okay, so... Right, I'm just going to continue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. one doesn't know why uh, Sapphire crystals are called sapphire either so it'd be great if someone in the audience actually educates us on that no, so okay I'll, I'll 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 say what i know a little about it right so sapphire crystal to me okay is the kind of sapphires that i cannot use these are the ones that you know that i don't that i 
don't call gem quality. So these are the ones that are really unclean. They're what I really can't like use as you know a piece of gem, but just a piece of rough, which is just very unclean. That's a piece of crystal to me, sapphire crystal, right? Mm. But that has nothing to do with the ones you find in watches because the ones you find in watches is something synthetic. It's something that they make, but not necessarily a piece of glass, but you know, it's something a lot more harder than a piece of glass. So they call it a sapphire crystal, but that has nothing to do with natural sapphires that okay. comes from, you know, the ground or the river or wherever. Okay. So I couldn't like have you on the show and not talk about like the rainbows, right? Rainbow watches. Yeah. Right. Like I was gonna ask you, so Rolex Daytona bezel, you know, the Rolex rainbow, right? Uh, Everything uh-huh. goes mad about. I think the markup, I think the, the price on that in the secondary market now is like what 250, 300,000, something like that. Something crazy anyway. Are you talking about retail or secondary? Uh secondary. It's way more. It's a lot more. It's yeah, it's about half. 500? It was at 500 uh, 500 something. Now it's still at least minimum 300 something, minimum. Okay. Yeah. So that watch, you know the watch I'm talking about, Shafi. Move, Starbucks. <laughs> God. It's useless. Okay. <laughs> now anyway, Starbucks is going to get kidnapped because of you. You know, you know the watch I'm talking about, Starbucks, right? Yes, yes, I do. Very well. All right. So how much are those gemstones worth? Right. So that's a very, very good question. Um, well, I shall explain, right? I'll need a bit of time to explain this. Now you see this, okay? So this is, um, like three. Oh, pretty. Yeah. So this this is four carats, right? So then this is super clean. So there's a value for this being four carats and unheated and pink, right? So imagine this piece of stone being cut into something very tiny to like, I don't know, like 20, 30, like one third of a carat. Yeah. Okay. So when it is cut down to like one third of a carat, it does not have the same value as, you know, than that of a four carat. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Because it's really tiny. So um, said, yeah. If you ask me if the if you yeah the bezel is you know how much they're worth, yeah. it's a bit difficult to put a price on that because the process is what's you know quite special about it. The process to be able to cut into something like that and to have that um, color gradient, mm-hmm. uh, the beautiful trans, uh, the, the color gradient is something very, very difficult to do mm-hmm. because you have to manage with what Mother Earth produces naturally. And then, of course, you have to treat them. And even if you do treat them, you have to find that uniform you know, color to match the rainbow effect, right? Now, if you pull these stones out of the bezel and just lay it on a table, it won't be worth a lot, right? It's not worth a lot because these are very tiny pieces of gems. Can you say not worth a lot? 
Can you put a number on that? Uh, it's, it's, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Yeah, well, boy, it's a lot. That's the thing. It's very subjective. Well, yeah. if, I, if, I, if, I, if I tried to sell you them, I said, if I mm -hmm. laid them on the table and I said, hey, Starbucks, mm -hmm. 10K USD, would you take them? 10k USD. Actually, I would say that it's under 10k because you know I th this is my logic, right? Oh, wait, what time is no? I I actually think it'll be like 5k USD because if you make a bracelet, right? Uh, a tennis bracelet's 10k roughly, like depending on the quality and whatever. But you have to cut it, okay, but as in you cut it in half because now the bezel's this size. So you, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. The Lung Lung was quite um Lung Lung Lung, lung, lung was quite uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, this episode is epic. <laughs> I forgive me. Quite spot on. Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of quite spot on. Uh, that answer yeah. was quite spot on. I could say yeah. Uh, so you were quite right about that. That's Not so about the tennis bracelet, but the but the you know bezel. Yeah. That's okay. So sad. Can I ask, like, is it more expensive to cut them and, and find them, or is it more expensive to gem set them? Um, it all it's it's a package because um you would it's only cut, deal, is it? Yeah, it's you only, you'd only cut them in order to gem set them, right? Mm -hmm. So so the cutting process is is super hard, super hard. Like, um, because not only the wastage, but the machinery that you use, the the level of precision that you have to maintain in that is is unbelievable. Like, um, I have the raw materials, right? I have the raw material to be able to, you know, the colors, I have the raw material, but I won't be able to cut it the same way that, you know, they do for, for, for some of these watch brands. I won't be able to do it because I don't have the technology to do it. And even if I, I, I wouldn't even invest so much to put, you know, to into that technology and like go into that level of cutting because honestly, in, in like, you know, in my point of view, that's an absolute waste mm -hmm. because you can do so much more with that raw material than like cutting into something really small and tiny and just wasting a lot of the, you know, good parts of it. I agree. So, Along the Rolex bezel, right? Mm -hmm. are, the, are the gemstones in, in the bezel treated? Yes, they are treated. Okay. Um, and not just... Okay, this is in general to a lot of the watch brands out there, right? Um, usually the, the, the stones that you find in these watch brands are treated because when you go into like mass production like this um you know naturally naturally it's not easy to find two sapphires of the same color uh quality clarity etc right so in order to like achieve like something uniform in terms of color you do have to treat and certain colors in these sapphires like the yellow that you find on uh, the bezel, these yellow sapphires in general, naturally, this is in like without any treatments whatsoever. 
yellow sapphires tend to decrease color later on in time uh, and you need to expose it into sunlight in order to you know enhance the color again but uh, so so these kinds of sapphires are treated as in as a preservative you can say uh, for some of these watch brands or some of these yeah brands That's quite cool. so watch brands in sri lanka what do they actually ask for the, do they do they like ask you to gem set it as well or do they just ask you for the raw material they, how do they um so by rolex how brand, do they go around doing that or patek okay uh, okay so um these brands they i'd rather not say the brands but okay so so what there are, there are certain factories in certain parts of the world where their job is to source the raw material and cut accordingly cut according to you know how it uh, how the the color gradient uh, and how it has to be set they just do the cutting job right and then they send it over to the particular brand where they do the you know setting because you don't have that level of like technology in in sri lanka and you know the other countries where you source from you can find that technology and that level of craftsmanship in certain european countries and also you can also find that in china actually mm -hmm. china also does a good job in making this stuff okay so from looking at the um like these watch bezels especially like hublot and like i said patek and rolex do they do, do can you tell like if they source them from sri lanka or burma or kashmir even or madagascar um i can answer this question this way um a lot of the sapphires that you find uh, out there they come from sri lanka madagascar and burma well you don't use a lot of burmese stones in in these uh, brands because burmese stones are extremely expensive and brands won't really go for burmese stones so most of the stones that you find in uh, in these brands are generally from sri lanka and africa well madagascar so yeah madagascar does not have a factory that would you know do that level of cutting um so Take it, that with it is a not smile. Are you lying no i am not madagascar is um is uh is not there yet you know so so sri lanka is is what you're saying <laughs> well um not only not only sri lanka but also uh, thailand because thailand is uh, a big pretty big hub for processing gemstones mm. okay going away from like um watch brands right like in terms of you mm -hmm. saying wholesale i i think i've heard like hong kong is like a real like hub for gemstones and diamonds is that like not you know because it's a, everybody knows it's a hub for watches people know like singapore is a hub for watches in the world where are these hubs for the gemstone industry um thailand uh hong kong uh are trading hubs these are the two main trading hubs for gemstones and also new york but the main ones are thailand and hong kong 
followed by uh, Sri Lanka. Okay. And I, I want to ask, you know, changing the, the tact of the interview a little bit, mm. like, you obviously know a lot about sapphires, right? And mm. it seems a very, like, when you say, even when you say about color, clarity, I, I reckon I could spend a whole day with you and still come out of it thinking, oh, I don't know anything, but I don't know how to tell, you know, if this is like worth 10K or 5K or 100K, right? Mm -hmm. I was wondering, like, have you ever been scammed? Have you ever been like sold something and then and then realized much later, oh crap, I got done there. Uh no. Okay. I I haven't been scammed, but there was this one time in uh, in Africa where I that 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 was entirely my fault, to be honest. Um, this was in a country that I cannot name, um, where. I did go to buy, I was buying something and then I ended up buying a nice piece of sapphire, which turned out to be something else. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't really necessarily call that a scam, but that had a lot to do with, you know, my knowledge I could, I could say at the time. So, so yeah, but okay. not, not scam because, okay, the reason why I won't be scammed is because I possess the experience to be you know able to like you know to to know if you know it's genuine or not and stuff like that okay now you deal in sapphires now uh you know you kindly sourced you know a lot of sapphires to some of my friends you know around around us so yeah but what is like the best stone that you've ever sold can you remember that uh, yeah, I do. Um, the best stone that I've ever sold is not necessarily the most expensive stone I've ever sold. Um, so the best stone I've ever sold is something that I'd like to call as near perfect. Because I don't think I'd ever come across something as perfect as that. That was a star sapphire. So a star sapphire is something like uh, a dome. It looks like a dome. And with a bit of light that emits, um, you know, if you put it under some flashlight or generally under sunlight, um, there are six shiny rays that pop up in the stone. So that's something very natural about it, right? And I like how special that is. And that stone was just very clean, very blue, and the rays were just super shiny. So that was a very, that was a perfect stone. It was it was not the most expensive, but it was the most perfect stone I've uh, I've ever sold. So yeah, I call that one of the best stones I've sold at the time. I mean, yeah, at the time, but not yeah, not the most expensive though. Okay, so what's the most expensive one you've sold? I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what, what I, I want to ask also, you know, in watches on the secondary market, you know, we just talked about there's market price and stuff like that. How do you determine the price of a stone if you look at a stone as an investment in sapphires? Mm -hmm. you know, because obviously you get them at a certain price. So are you gauging what brands <laughs> for them at? Or what, it, how, you know, how do you gauge the price of a stone? Um, and and that's going on from that, can you treat these things as investments? Yes, 
you can. Because um, for me being in, you know, the sourcing market, uh, I know how difficult it has been for me to source and how difficult it's getting to source, right? The number of good quality stuff that you can find, uh, it's not as often as before. So it's not very simple to find good quality stuff uh, anymore. So so basically what we're talking about is supply of good stuff is decreasing and the demand for good stuff, yeah, of course, is, is always high. So, so yeah, you can treat this as an investment, especially, okay, so, so looking back, the we don't have to go that long or that far. I'm talking like compared to like last year to now, you're talking at least like, you know, certain stones, at least like a hundred percent. So, so yeah, that's a pretty good investment, I'd say, uh, uh, especially uh, between like 2022, 2021 to 2023, it has gone up by at least like a hundred percent. And like in the last six months, certain kinds of stones have gone up like at least 30%. And uh, so, yeah, this 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 price increase uh, is mainly because of uh, less supply uh, and high demand for good stuff, for, for clean, unheated, good stuff. Okay. You know, right. you know the you know the the rainbow that I make, right? You've seen some of those. So, yeah, so this is a bracelet, right? That you make. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there was a time when I was doing these where I was doing like a one-off color where I was doing it like a main, just one color throughout, right? So back in the day, I could make like a few of those, maybe like not up to 10 per month. But now uh, I can't make like it. I mean, it's not even easy for me to make even one per month because uh, stocks are pretty low. I have to still use those for rainbows. So I can't use like an entire blue line or an entire pink line. So when you say stocks are low, this is like nature. So it's not like they're going to just produce them, right? It's not like, because these things take time to produce, right? So are the stocks ever going to come back? It will. It will. It's just, you know, okay, when I talk, when I say stocks low, uh, gem quality ones, you can always find rubbish, but not gem quality ones. The, you being able to find gem quality sapphires, it's not that simple because, because for example, right, if you mine like a hundred pieces out, you can use like probably, probably like one, two or three as gem quality. So you're, you're talking like less than 5% of, you know, production that, that you can use as gem quality. So, so yeah, it's not often that you would find like good gem quality. Okay. Right. Well, that's been extremely informative. Long, do you have any more questions on that? I bet you're thinking like, I where do I buy one? I don't think it's appropriate to ask. So I'm not going to, I'll ask after we stop recording. <laughs> You can ask, it's okay. And then I'll decide if it's okay. appropriate or not. <laughs> okay, for example, I was thinking about, you know how there's like all this stuff about how um, the people who are mining diamonds are getting mistreated. Um, and then 
I was listening to something recently about cobalt mining and cobalt is stuff that is in basically any kind of battery that you can charge from handphone, laptop, cars, everything. And these people are using the hands to mine, like no machines, just hands, right? Getting paid one USD per day. So I was just thinking whether this is the same with sapphires. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not because um, Yeah. because where you find sapphires are generally like more developed, matured markets and the government. Okay, so one of the reasons, right? One of the reasons why supply is low in a lot of the, in many cases, even in Sri Lanka, like if you go like full on and just dig up, you know, entire Sri Lan
so cost to make it is high but after making it mm. it's just you know, something very tiny so you don't really like you know i i wouldn't pay much for like something really tiny like that. i mean you should okay. really fo- i mean you sign an nda okay starbucks you should really follow <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> right well so, i think that's been like really really informative yeah, um starbucks like really fascinating yeah even as a guy i'm like yeah i want to buy one you know i just want to buy one <laughs> i think i think the, i think the biggest like pull for me is the fact that i can get them at good prices from you <laughs> like it's so, it's, it's so enticing even from investment but again i'm a guy i just think i want a big one you know i want a big one you know but yeah i was also thinking that when he held up in the tweezer i was thinking mm, i would rather like that one round one instead of a gift where it was like set on a ring or something yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. Mm. okay but well, now we move on to the next um part of the interview which is called the reverso round so mm-hmm. this is where you get to ask us a question each any question so please shoot away Oh, well, <laughs> Daniel, what did you actually think of Sri Lanka when you came to Sri Lanka? Yeah, truthfully, Dan. Okay. Um, what did I think of Sri Lanka when I went there? What about the girls? Um, Since you always analyze girls from different countries. Not impressive, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to know. I'm not really into um, non-Oriental girls. Okay, racist. So, so yeah, long, long, you've got a chance. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, you might be like fifth on the list, but you got a chance. <laughs> oh my god, I, I know right now every listener knows, like, they're like, dude, I feel sorry for her. That- <laughs> like, probably know. because you got mass following you have yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> i remember okay so i love exploring a culture of a place um mm-hmm. i was based in colombo where the wedding was at the time but i rented out like <laughs> i got a driver in the hotel mm-hmm. and it was cheap as chips and i just got a car and i said look let's go to all these places and i before i went i, I planned it all out um and i went to uh you're gonna have to help me oh yeah cigaria yeah oh yeah yeah which is like cigaria is it's like this huge rock right Mm. in the middle Mm -hmm. of nowhere but where a small at the time you know for us it'd be like a village but by then it probably was quite a substantial um you know like colony or substantial like city and yeah. it's an ancient city and um you have to climb up this rock it's really big and when you get to the top like sri lanka for the most part is pretty underdeveloped and so you just see these amazing views of natural scenery and as long long pointed out earlier in this interview it's not that far from the maldives so actually you still get the benefits of some of those beautiful like beaches and and I think a lot of people don't really associate Sri Lanka with that because you know they associate the Maldives with that um but it seems to have a bit of everything everything seems super 
accessible at the time because um, it's not that big a country. I remember driving from one place to another and it took like four hours or something or seven hours. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that, that's not that long. Um, I thought the people were very nice. Um, and, and yeah, like it's, it's very underdeveloped though. Very underdeveloped. I remember even like the five-star hotels not being five-star. You know, they're not, they're not five-star quality, international quality. But I still enjoyed my time there. Yeah, had a good time. Mm -hmm. Do you have a question for me or do I have to continue? Like, you know. No, you keep now you ask the lung. Oh. Okay. I I don't know. Well, um, so what's the most like inappropriate thing in your in 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 your fridge my fridge yeah you in do know her you do know her well yeah i was like no i just keep all my vibrators in the fridge you know <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like who set you up to this like who wrote this question what <laughs> what <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, but on, seriously, though, aside from the vibrators thing, right? Seriously, uh -huh. if you open my fridge, there's one whole shelf of a uh, face mask. Not the COVID kind of face mask, but like the skincare face mask. Oh. Yeah, because I love to put on like an icy cold one. So I would say that mm. one. Yeah, isn't that how you're supposed to do it anyway? I don't know. I just, I, it just became a thing that I love doing. Okay. And yeah. how to do that? Every day. You put this icy cold thing on your head. No, day. on your face. Sorry, on your face. Sorry. Yeah. So there's like one shelf of the vibrators and then one shelf of All right. All right. Everybody, yeah, follow me on Instagram because I'm going to Hong Kong this week and I'm gonna yeah. go to her apartment. Yeah. And I'm gonna open that fridge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so 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 yeah, we should get that Discord group up and running, right? And then like we can do um like special pay-per-view or something on that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. That's definitely the most original question, though, we've gotten. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one. I of thought you were going to say, what's the most inappropriate message you've got or something? Oh, like I that. thought he was going to say, yeah. most inappropriate thing Dan did. And I was like, ready. <laughs> I had a story ready already. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. We should actually turn turn that to Shafi. I mean, to start. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Uh, F off, man. <laughs> okay, we should definitely turn that. We should definitely turn that to Starbucks, right? Like most inappropriate mm -hmm. things. I know a lot. I know a lot on this guy, right? Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to the uh, interview and let's finish off with the pump push around. Okay. Right. So, question number one: Do you come from a culture where you can actually marry like more than once, right? So you can have more than one wife. Um, yeah. Do you plan to do that, and how many wives do you want to have? I'd rather not say. I'd rather not answer that. <laughs> okay. Like, is that a rude question to ask? Well, it's not rude, but um. So um, I come from a faith where you're allowed um, to have 
multiple wives, but culturally it's not really practiced. Mm. So there's a difference. Mm. And also and also it, it, you know where you are based also plays a role if that country would legally allow you to you know practice your faith and allow you to marry like you know multiple times. Mm. I think Dan is trying to ask, it's not about your faith or your culture, it's just you as a person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that 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 I'd rather, I'd rather not, you know, answer because you know. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> in case. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, you want to keep your options open. That's why. Yeah. Right. Number yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Question number two. Sapphires, watches, you know, diamonds. But what would you say to you is a luxury? Time. So so cliched yeah <laughs> so cliched right no i i, I would i i'd pick sapphires honestly i'd pick sapphires because Even you if, them and you feel them and you see them every day and you know the markup on them you still say sapphires are the one true luxury for you um yeah i'll, I'll explain why i mean i'll tell you why because um a lot of the lug what you you know perceive as luxuries a lot of the products out there even whether it be watches to you know bags to all these branded luxury you know products that you find you can always make them you can always get them right so for me i the reason why i perceive sapphire as a, a luxury is because it's not something that's always like attainable you know, it's not some piece of leather that you can always make. No, it's a piece of no, no. It's you know, brick and mortar that you can make. So it's what you what 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 Mother Earth produces is what you get. So so I, which is why I kind of perceive that as you know a better luxury than uh, if I also put luxury and value you know in the same sentence. Then yeah, I I would you know yeah. So the sapphires yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Um, number three, one thing that you wish to do before you die. Mm. Good question. Um, one thing I wish to do before I die to obviously, be obviously Mary is not even on the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I wish to do before I die. Well, then there's a there's a lot, but um, I I'd actually like to be able to you know I don't know if this really matters a lot, but I'd actually like to be able to like you know speak Mandarin super fluently, like you know with some I from Guangdong or whatever. If I can like strike a good conversation with that whoever there like you know that, that already you know, says a lot because any ai from guangdong isn't going to speak perfect mandarin yeah exactly exactly yeah. so which is why i want to like hit that level there you know okay so yeah that's cool okay number four tell us um one thing about sri lankan cuisine mm-hmm. that's long long's question oh spicy in general what kind of spice? Uh, not not Sichuan spice, but like you know, uh, just not not like the hot 
spice, but just very, very spicy. And and they use a lot of spices. So the, it's like a burst of like, you know, a lot of flavors. So, so yeah, it's, um, so yeah, that's Sri Lanka. Very similar to like Indian cuisine or pretty much the same. Okay. Okay. So Sri Lankan cuisine, right, is more of a hybrid of uh, India, uh, Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, etc. So it's like more of like a hybrid version. And uh, Sri Lankan cuisine is quite similar to that of South Indian, not even North Indian. But southern, South Indian. Okay. Because we are closest to South India. So that's how, you know, um, the food, yeah, our palate is as such. Okay. So the next one, tell us one place we should go to in Sri Lanka. Uh, um, I recommend uh, this place called uh, Golf Fort. Uh, because it's uh, it's a Dutch fort where the Dutch built this way back, like hundreds, I mean, centuries ago, um, where they built like a fortress. And it's a very limited space, like 100 square kilometers, I guess, like very small, limited space. And um, yeah, it looks very like European inside. And, you know, it, it, it's not something that would expand. So it's just that little space there inside. So that is some place that I recommend that you go to. Not not Adam's foot. Oh, uh, Adam's Peak. Yeah, Adam's Peak. Yeah, uh, that's too tiring, man. That's that's like a six-hour climb. Like fuck it, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been to, dude. I have never even gone up Seagiri, the place that you went to. <laughs> you've you've seen me. I I'm I'm like borderline obese. So fuck no, man. <laughs> I can I can maybe organize like a helicopter ride around that area when you come the next time. So oh <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks, man. Um, next one. What is your pri most prized possession? Hmm. Uh, His freedom, obviously. <laughs> Yes, in a way, yes. <laughs> outside the borders of Sri Lanka, outside, outside, you know, the island of Sri Lanka, I do value my freedom a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good answer. Number seven. I, by the way, I also oh, no, think okay. my, 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 my Mandarin knowledge is like quite like a prized possession for me. Because where I come from, like the hometown I come from, there's nobody else who speaks Mandarin. So I can like read, write and all of that. That's like flexio. <laughs> flexio. Flexio. <laughs> right. I don't know whether your answer is going to be the same for this next question. You live in mm -hmm. Shanghai. What is your favorite thing about Shanghai? The people. Okay, elaborate a bit more. Um, so, what I do like about Shanghai is, so where I come from, very, you know, conservative or conventional or whatever, and then me coming here, I was able, I was lucky enough to meet uh, 
a certain set of people who came from like different places, backgrounds. So for me, associating with them, in a way, in a way, like, you know, I kind of saw the world through, through you know, by knowing them to where they came from, for even like you, for example, where you come from the UK, etc. So, so yeah, the people is something that I love most about uh, Shanghai. So yeah, thanks to Daniel knows who and who and who I've met them. Yeah, also Lung Lung is someone I met in Shanghai. So, so Dan yeah. So the, did Dan pay you to say that? No, 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 he did not. He, he knows I'd say, I mean, I don't know if he knew I'd say that, but that's something that I'd always say. <laughs> Thanks, boy. Thanks, man. <laughs> right. The uh, next one. Tell us one interesting about you that we mm -hmm. don't know. Ah, interesting. Well, honestly, that you don't know. Well, coming to think of it, I'm not that interesting. I can't think of anything interesting to say. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, yeah. move yeah. on. Last one. Yeah. Very yeah. simple question. What is your favorite movie of all time? Leon the Professional. Ah. Sorry, I missed that. Why are you laughing at that? No, because it's like the just because he was laughing, so I was like, "Oh, it's going to be like Avengers or something cheesy." No, <laughs> okay. No, I also like. Um, well, you just asked one, right? It's very difficult to name one, but I also like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, okay. and yeah, a few, a few, a few movies, mm. movies, yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for participating on the podcast. I really enjoyed that. And thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you're welcome. And there's, uh, yeah, there's just so much to dive into. I can't wait to go to your office and play with these things, play with these uh, these sapphires, and you probably end up buying one probably now. But, um... <laughs> you have time. My birthday's not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What did you say you did with those scraps after after those shavings, <laughs> Starbucks? You know, we can't oh, send those to uh, long, long. We we don't do much. There are certain like big pieces of sapphire crystal that we use as um, you know how you like stop a door from closing. Yeah, you door stopper. Put, yeah, a door stopper. I don't know if that was the word, but yeah, like you yeah. put a piece of rubber kind yeah. of thing. That'll be perfect. So we use like. Yeah, we use like a sap piece of sapphire to stop the door from closing. So, yeah. so yeah. What a bother. <laughs> <laughs> so those are certain things that you do with sapphire crystals, uh, okay. which, you know, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a yeah. lot to Long uh, Long for being such a great... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Those little pieces of sapphires, um, yeah. another thing that we do with that is uh, we use them as... Uh, we put it into the foundation stones when we build like houses and stuff. We just put it into the ground. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we do that as well. Just uh, I don't know for about no 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 reason. Just just you know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that's yeah. well. I'll see you soon, my friend. Um, right. I'll see you soon too, Long Long. And no. <laughs> what do you mean, though? No? <laughs> okay.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, getting there on um, Thursday. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let me put it in Don't my calendar. <laughs> Disappear on Thursday. Start, start drawing those hearts on your calendar. Come yeah, on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, see you guys on the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thank you, thank you, Grace. Thank you very much. As always, thank you for listening to the Waiting List Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at the Waiting List Podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.